The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. I don't want my life captured by negative thoughts, by stinking thinking. I don't want my life taken from me. I don't want my life snared because of the things I prophesied against myself. But the proverb says, proverb says you are surely snared by your own words. You're taken by the words of your mouth. You're entrapped and you're captured by the things you say. Many people have resigned themselves to believe that they have limitations in life. And the reason you have limitations in life is because you placed them on yourself. You placed them on yourself with your own words. But I often tell you, and perhaps I've told you this before, but imagination will change your limitation. Can you imagine yourself speaking words of faith? Can you imagine yourself having the faith of God? That imagination will change your limitation. Glory to God. As I told you last week, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18.21 tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You can prophesy life in your life rather than death. If you love life, then prophesy life. But if you love death, destruction and that which is dark and dismal, keep, keep speaking out of that stinking thinking. So death and life are related experiences that are programmed in us until our minds are renewed. You see, we weren't born with a renewed mind. But when we come to Christ through the word of God and the regeneration of the Holy Spirit, our minds can become renewed. And then our death and life experiences in life are all related to that renewed mind or that unrenewed mind, whichever one it is. But I want the Lord to renew my mind. Huh? I want the Lord to renew my mind. Then Proverbs chapter 21, verse 23, and I believe this is where I closed last week. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 23 says, Whosoever, whoever guards their mouth and tongue keeps their soul from troubles. You got to put a guard on your mouth. You got to put a guard on your tongue. If you guard your mouth and your tongue, you'll keep your soul from troubles. And then when the trouble comes, there's no sense of complaining. There's no sense of blaming God or blaming somebody else. You prophesy the things that come upon you. Even with Job, the great patriarch Job, when Job lost his health, his wealth, and his family, Job said, the things I greatly feared has come upon me. So what was Job saying? The things I have been speaking, the things I have been saying, the things I have been prophesying, those things have come upon me. Why, Job? 
because you'll have what you say. And if your thinking is stinking, then you'll have stinking things in your circumstances. So you got to guard your mouth and your tongue. But if you're going to guard your mouth and your tongue, it requires first and foremost, it requires guarding your thoughts and your beliefs. You got to guard your thoughts. You know, it's been said that the mind is the devil's playground. And the devil been playing around in many of our minds much too long. It's time to tell the devil, recess time has ended. Time is up. No more playing in my mind. I'm going to guard my thoughts. I'm going to guard my beliefs. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 12, he had cast out of a man a dumb spirit. A, a, a blind and dumb spirit. Can you imagine a, a person have a blind and a dumb spirit? This man had a blind and a dumb spirit. Jesus cast the devil out of this man. This man can now see. This man can now speak. But the Pharisees said he did it by the power of Beelzebub, Lord of the flies. And you know what Jesus said to those Pharisees? You know what he said to those religious people? He says, oh, generation of vipers. That's right, he called them vipers. He says, oh, all you are, you're old generation of vipers. And how can you, being evil, speak good? You just can't do it. It's not in you. If you haven't renewed your mind, if you haven't made a commitment that you're going to stand on God's word, you're going to say what God said, then how can you ever speak good? How can you ever speak the positive or even think the positive? How can you ever do it? Jesus said, you're just an old brood of vipers, an old generation of vipers. How can you, being as evil as you are, speak good? Then he went on to say, for out of the abundance of the heart, listen to me, beloved, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your heart, beloved, is a repository of thoughts. And who made the deposit? Your mind. Your mind will make deposits in your heart. And Jesus said, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And I like that, that he said out of the abundance, he qualified it. Just because you have one negative thought doesn't mean you're, you, you, you're part of the brood of vipers. You say one negative thing, you're part of the brood of vipers. No, no, no. He said out of the abundance of it. If you're feeding on negative thoughts, if you're feeding on negative words day in and day out, then they're filling your heart. And out of the abundance of your heart, you will speak. But how can you speak being evil? How can you say something good? Jesus said you just can't say something good when you're evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You'll find that in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. So what is stinking thinking? Mm. You know, when I think of the words 
stinking or even stinky, I think of odors. So what is stinking thinking? Stinking thinking or ungodly thoughts? Ungodly thoughts. Thoughts of doubt and unbelief. When are we going to stop doubting? When are we going to stop the unbelief and make up our minds we're going to believe God? If God said it, I'm going to believe what God said. Anything short of that is thinking, thinking. See, here's the bottom line. If you think in line with the word of God, you will believe in line with the word of God. And if you believe in line with the word of God, then you will speak in line with the word of God. You got to think it first. Then you got to believe it. And see, if you think it first and believe it, then your mind is making deposits in the repository of your heart and out of the abundance of your heart, you will speak. So if you think it and you're thinking it in line with the word of God, then you believe in line with the word of God. And if you believe in line with the word of God, then you will speak in line with the word of God. Glory to God. Love, we just got to avoid saying all this negative stuff. We got to avoid saying negative things. Here's some of the negative things we say, and we don't even give a second thought about these things. They just escape out of our mouths. And we don't know where it came from, but I'm telling you, it came from your heart. You're speaking from your heart. Some of the negative things we say is, I'm broke. Oh, what a bad confession. The Lord never said you were broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. Then some of us will actually say, I'm sick. The scripture clearly tells us that the inhabitant shall not say, I am sick. Isaiah 33, verse 24, I believe. The inhabitant shall not say, I am sick. For they that dwell in Zion shall be forgiven of their iniquities. If you are saved, you are a dweller of Zion. And in Zion, we don't say we are sick. Because by his stripes, not only have we been forgiven, we have been healed. So we say stuff like, I'm broke. I'm sick. We'll say stuff like, I'm coming down with something. Then get out of the way. If you're coming down with something, get out of the way so when it comes down, it misses you. We'll say stuff like, I'm catching a cold. Why do you want to catch a cold? Why don't you just drop that cold or block that cold? But no, we want to catch a cold, huh? Then we get upset with folks sometimes. We'll tell them, you make me sick. You make me sick. Why would you give somebody that much power over you to make you sick? You have what you say, huh? And we say this sometimes, you usually hear the sisters saying this, when they're in their, their fancy shoes, high heels, oh, my feet are killing me. Oh, my feet are, honey, you will have what you say. If your feet are killing you, you need to take those shoes off. Lay them to the side. Take them back. Get a refund. Don't let those shoes kill you. My feet are killing me. 
then sometimes we'll say, well, you know what? I, I'm just scared to death. But God don't want us to be scared to death. God wants us to have faith unto life. He wants us to hope in every situation, to have faith in every situation, not to be scared to death. But you'll have what you say. Glory to God. So what is the answer to this, to stinking thinking? What is the answer? Well, we got to captivate and void the negative thoughts and the negative words. You first have to captivate them. If you don't captivate them first, you can't void them out. You got to pay attention to the things that come out of your mouth because words have power. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, Paul says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. Listen to this. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. What are those strongholds? Those strongholds are thoughts. Those strongholds are arguments. Are arguments. You cannot accept the thoughts of the enemy. You cannot accept the arguments that the enemy is making in your mind. You can't accept it. Those arguments is about doubt, unbelief, about fear. They're about the negative. But thank God that he's given us weapons. And those weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, we have the weapon of the word of God. We have the weapon of the power of the Holy Ghost. We have the weapon of the blood of Jesus Christ. We have weapons to stand against the wiles of the enemy. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Pull those thoughts down. Pull those arguments down. Then Paul went on to say, Casting down imaginations. Oh, my God. Imaginations are reasonings. Reasonings. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Paul says you got to captivate it. And you got to bring that thing into obedience Anything that exalts itself over the word of God, every word of doubt, every word of belief, every negative word is exalting itself over the word of God. And Paul says you got to cast it down. In other words, you got to captivate it and void it out. So what am I saying? What am I saying? You got to captivate the negative words and the negative thoughts. Or should I say the negative thoughts and the words? See, words begin with thoughts. What we think is what we'll eventually speak. Huh? So we got to captivate the negative thoughts and the words. Then we got to imprison those things. He says, bring them into captivity. Imprison them. Throw them in jail and throw the key away. Imprison them and throw the key away. Never let those things out of your mouth. Huh? Another thing we got to do, we got to pull out the void, the V-O-I-D, to avoid rubber stamp. Huh? And void the negative thoughts and the words in Jesus' name. 
Now, in my office at home, I have a rubber stamp that says void. Now, that's my natural rubber stamp. But God's given me a spiritual rubber stamp as well. And when the enemy wants to come to me with reasoning, hmm, with strongholds, with thoughts, reasonings that's not in line with the word of God, then I can take out that spiritual rubber stamp and I can bring that thing into captivity, void you in Jesus' name. If I slip and say, I feel like I'm catching something, oh, avoid that in Jesus' name. If I say, I'm, I'm broken, no, avoid that in Jesus' name. That's the way this thing works. You pull out that spiritual rubber stamp and you avoid these negative thoughts and words. Void them out in Jesus' name. Then don't let nobody else speak against you in a negative way. People are going to say, well, I think you got something. I avoid that in Jesus' name. You, I am not receiving that. I don't receive that. I don't receive that I look sick today. I don't receive that I look broke. I don't receive any of that. I void that out in Jesus' name. When your physician wants to give you something, you don't have to accept it. You can acknowledge it, but you don't have to accept it. You just pull out that spiritual rubber stamp. And you void that thing out in Jesus' name. Glory to God. I void it in Jesus' name. And you know, I void stuff out all the time. Because when you're walking with Christ Jesus, when you're standing on this word, you are a target for the enemy. The enemy wants to come to you with those strongholds. huh? He wants to come to you with those reasonings. That's not based on the word of God. But Paul says, cast down those reasonings and every high thing that exalted itself above the word of God and bring it into the obedience of Christ. Bring it into the obedience of Christ. How do you do that? You subjugate it to the word. And how can you subjugate it to the word if you don't void that negative thought out, that negative word, void it in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Now in closing, in closing, I want to read to you the words of the Apostle Paul that he gave to these Philippian Christians. The same one he told them to let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. You got to make up your mind to allow the mind of Christ to be in you. You have to make up your mind. You have to let it. Can't nobody force it on you. Can't nobody usurp authority over you and say, as of today, you will think like Christ. Not so, beloved. It doesn't work that way. You, as an act of your will, you got to decide, I'm going to let this mind be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. And Paul told the same believers, the same believers, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, he says, finally, brethren, finally, Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is any praiseworthy, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. In other words, think on these things. Stink Think on the positive. Accentuate the positive. And the word of God is positive. Stand on the word of God and have faith in God. And don't be afraid to speak to the mountain. 
Say unto that mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. And I refuse to doubt in my heart. But I believe that the things I've said shall come to pass. And I will have whatsoever I say. But whatever you do, beloved, whatever you do, don't be part of that stinking thinking. Don't be part of the negative. Don't be part of the doubt and the unbelief. You got to learn how to circumvent stinking thinking from cultivating your heart. It's one thing to have a negative thought, to even have a doubt. But Jesus said, whatever you do, don't let it get in your heart. Don't let it make its way in your heart because if it gets in your heart, it's going to try to cultivate in your heart. And when it cultivates in your heart, it brings forth fruit, negative fruit in your heart. And out of the abundance of your heart, you'll speak. So what do you do? What do you do? What do you do when the enemy comes against your mind? And that's where he comes. He comes against your mind. Huh? He comes against your mind. He can't come directly against your heart because the Lord is in your heart. But when he comes against your mind, if you don't void those thoughts out, those thoughts will begin to build up in your heart. And out of the abundance of your heart, you will speak. So you got to void the thought. Void the thought. Void the thought. And then speak the word. Speak the word. Jesus said, if you shall say unto the mountain, speak unto the mountain. And anything else, beloved, is stinking thinking. Glory to God. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you. There's power in words. And thank you for the awesome power and standing on your word and speaking that word. We thank you, Father God, that you're teaching us to let that mind be in us that was also in Christ Jesus. Lord, we want the mind of Christ. We want a mind, oh God, filled with faith, filled with hope, Fear with possibility, knowing that we can speak to circumstances. And whatever we say, we'll have. But deliver us from the stinking thinking, those thoughts of impossibility, those thoughts, oh, it's not for me. It'll never happen for me. Those thoughts of doubt, fear, those negative thoughts. God, deliver us from the bad odor of stinking thinking and help us, Father God, to understand the principle of truth if we say it and refuse to doubt it but believe it in our hearts. We shall have whatsoever we say. Father, right now, I speak and say, that we have the mind of Christ. We are healed. We are delivered. We are set free. We have more than enough. We are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us and gave himself for us. We are 
the we have people and not the we have not people. We thank you, Father. We thank you that whatsoever we think, whatsoever we believe, whatsoever we speak, oh God, things begin to be put in motion. And I pray, Father, the things that are being put in motion are positive things as a result of positive words that we've spoken. Deliver us from the negative. Deliver us from all doubts, all unbelief, all fears. Deliver us and help us to stand on your word and help us to walk in power. And Lord, we express that power through the very words we speak. You spoke and it was done. You commanded and it stood fast. And I thank you for the privilege as a believer with a renewed mind that I too can speak and it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for encouraging hearts today. Thank you for touching minds. Thank you for lifting your people up above doubt, unbelief, and fear and help us to have faith in God. All right, God bless you, beloved. There it is. There it is. There it is. Resist the stinking thinking and stand on the word of God in faith. Speak words of faith, words of power. And if you're here in this worship service, if you're viewing this worship service and you haven't made Jesus Christ Lord, oh my God, what a wonderful thing that will be. The day you make a decision, that's all you got to do. You make a decision, God does the rest. If you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead, you shall be saved. See, with your mouth, your confession is made unto salvation. And with your heart, you believe unto righteousness. And whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the Lord not only wants to save you, the Lord wants to regenerate you, renew your mind, deliver you from stinking thinking. God wants to deliver you. God wants to set you free. If you make a decision, that's all involved. Believing that Jesus Christ died for you. You confess that with your mouth. You believe that in your heart. And God will save you by the washing and the regeneration of the Holy Spirit. God will change you. He'll change you from being a negative person to a positive person. To being a person with words of hope, words of faith. Only God can do that. Will you let God do that for you? Will you let God do that for you? He'll certainly do it. In Jesus' name. Remember, beloved, stand on the Word of God. Walk in the Word. Walk in love. Whatever you do, walk in love. Because faith worketh by love. Walk in love and have faith in God. 
Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.